All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in to episode 180, the big 180. It's the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Yaremchuk. Before I introduce you to who's on the show this week, I should let you know that we are sponsored by our friends over at Japa Machinery Group. Follow them at Japa Equipment on Twitter. And how about this? It is important for them to give back to where they work because they care about the community. So the XMG Group reached out to see if they could help. And XCMG helped Japa procure 1,400 masks for donation to frontline workers across the Yeg community. Fantastic stuff from our friends at Japa. And now we bring in Wanye, Jay, Bagged Milk, and Chalmers, who has us on mute while he picks up something from a paint store, which is just thrilling podcast content. Real life is real life, man. And says to us, oh, yeah, I got to go into a paint store because I got somebody who needs this yesterday. Like, I don't care, Thomas. This is a podcast. You can't just like show up halfway through filming a movie because you had something better to do. Uh, you're either in or out, goddammit. See, and I think that's the beauty of this podcast is he can go in to pick up the paint stuff. He has this on mute or in his headphones, which is very nice. I think he should have just unplugged his headphones and let us hear the whole conversation of it. <laughs> He's shaking oh, his head into the camera. That would be hilarious. Real life, real life. Uh, we got a little bit to get to today. JT's the alley war he's having. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, but today in Alberta, it's sort of like that phase one reopening. So certain things are allowed to get going a little bit. 
Um, some people are hoping this slowly starts to pave the way for sports coming back to Edmonton, but I wanted to float this question out to you guys. Now that restaurants are allowed to open on the patios and some stores are, are starting to open up once again as well, uh, are you guys? is there anything you guys are itching to do that you will do in the next few days here? I'll, I'll start with you, Jay, since you're cruising around right now. Um, well, I just made a funny observation. I'm on the hen day out near Sherman Park, and I'm looking to my left, which would be west, uh, and it is amazing how tall that trash mountain is by inland cement. Holy cow. That's got like the same vertical as Marmot Basin, that thing. It's so huge. Anyways, observation done. Uh, what I'm excited to do, my most exciting thing I'm most excited to do, but it's still a few weeks away, is having a pint on the pint patio. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to start exploring the outdoor element to all this. So golfing, right? Uh, and that, that's already kind of open, but that is something I'm looking forward to do. And then also camping is something that I'm looking forward to do uh, now as part of all this. So I'm actually going to be going camping this weekend. Granted, it will be socially distanced from other people and whatnot, but I'm just excited to kind of like get out and kind of do like a normal outdoor activity in nice weather. Bag milk, anything you're itching to get going on? I'm going to the lake. Uh, I'm going to the lake on Saturday. So yeah, just kind of getting out of the city, change the scenery, spending a couple of days out at the cabin. It's going to be good. Doing one of those things. Oh, and but, but like Jay said too, I cannot wait to go for a beer, a nation beer on the pint patio. It's just it is the season. Oh. We've been hyping up the pint so much. I feel like we should go do a real life episode live from the pint one day. That's not a bad idea. Yes, we should. Full of good ideas. Uh, hey guys, long time host, first time not going to be in public. Um, no. <laughs> you can FaceTime in. We'll probably still have to do it for FaceTime because I don't got the ability to hook up the roadcaster there. But I am not lying when I have been saying to Rick that I want to go get drunk in the pint, just me and him. And I'm like, we can stand on the other side of the bar for all I care. I want to sit at the wood and be making the usual drinks appear and drink them. I'm going to spend the entire episode of Oilers Nation Radio tomorrow convincing Rick that he should let us have like an exclusive nation behind the scenes pre-opening opening. That would be tremendous. Tell him we'll do a podcast from there and he can sell it to whoever he needs to sell it to there by saying, hey, it's free advertising. We just got to give them some booze. Yeah, I, we know they got those uh, those St. Patrick's Day kegs in the back. I'm ready to drink them. Yeah, I'm ready to drink one, on like the sale. whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Jay, you mentioned getting out golfing. I went out. I Initially, I was, I was being stubborn. I was like, I'm not going golfing for a month, but... My dad had a tea time. He had his buddy bail on him. So my dad was like, can you come so I don't have to golf alone? So I got I got guilted into going golfing, which I was a little against. But now that I did it once, I actually feel pretty good about the process. Uh, like you teed off very distant from the group in front of you. You waited till they were done the first hole. So you never ran into anyone. Like I, I did the whole round and I did not see anyone other than my dad. Which, so to me, I, I there are certain things that I'm starting to warm up to the idea of, but I think it's almost like ripping off a Band-Aid where you need to do them once just to kind of get the sense of normalcy back to it all. What was the, uh, what was the like, when you get there, though, like the check-in process? Uh, so you did still have to go into, like, the clubhouse to pay, which 
I, I think is one thing they probably could have done better. They should have just said everyone has to pay online. Um, so one of us went into the clubhouse. You pay. You come out. They have your cart sitting there waiting for you. It's supposed to be sanitized, and I believe them when they say that. And then you're because you're only supposed to get there maximum or whatever 15 minutes before your tea time. So your cart's waiting for you. You put your stuff in. You start driving. So really, the only other person you come into remotely close contact with is the person working the cash register. And there's obviously nobody cruising around. Like, there's no drink cart or anything like that, right? No drink cart. There was a marshal at one point who came over and was like, hey, there can't be two of you putting at the same time. And we were like, what do you mean there can't be? And he was like, one of you stands off the green, the other one putts until it's in the hole, then the other one gets up and putts until it's in the hole. So, yeah, the only (laughs) other guy we saw, I guess, was the marshal out on the course who came and gave us crap at some point. It was interesting, but I'm happy like this this sort of phase where like you guys said, you're going camping, you're going to the lake. I'm happy we have that because I feel like having that allows people to have a bit of a distraction and almost keep society at like a normal rate where people don't want to go or aren't as tempted to go out and break the rules because there are a few things that they could do. Even everything's weird right now, man. Like I got to take Frank, I got to take my dog Frank to the vet tomorrow. Just a uh, normal yearly checkup for his shots kind of thing. And the way I have to do it is I have to park in these like assigned parking spots, call into the vet. They'll come to my vehicle, pick him up, take him into the clinic. I FaceTime with the vet while he's in there. They do the thing and then I have to pay via e-transfer and then they come and throw him back in the truck. It's all very bizarre. Wow. That's intricate. It's a hell of a process. It is. It's, it is a whole, it's, and this is like a, this is a 10 minute appointment normally. You go in, he gets a couple of shots, he gets dewormed, that kind of thing. And then we move on with our life. But yeah, it's going to, an intricate process. Is someone holding their phone out of a window right now? Yeah, we are in a wind tunnel. Sounds like Chalmers. It might've been Chalmers taking okay. off his headset. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just in my truck. I'm just in my truck now. Hello. How was your stop at the paint store, Chalmers? Oh my God! Fuck! How long did you guys have to? How long did that take? Way eight, too long. Eight minutes. Yeah. No, it was fine. What I was getting done was uh, we redid a whole kitchen and all this area, but they wanted to keep the hardwood floor. So we had to, we opened up some let some some um, openings, and we needed new reducers. In order to match the old color of the reducers, I had to take a piece to a place called Walls of Lives. If anybody's ever been there, they will like it. They can match it. They basically mixed me up some stain that's going to go on some natural red oak and look exactly like the old paint color or the old stain color. So that's what I was doing. And now I got to rush it out to my painter. I knew what like full three disclosure of those words my, Full disclosure, my ATB banking days, I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose this or not, but I was the account manager for one of the lives. Oh, where are you? Very nice. There you go. Yeah, good. good Jay, I believe, I believe you'll find you just circumvented the banking act and committed a felony. I don't so know if I, was, I did or not. I was listening to you guys. Where did you golf your own truck? I went to Hunter's Green on the north end. Um, it was not in the greatest of shape, but it got the job right. done, and I enjoyed my round. Oh, man. So I played twice now, and both times, like, it is the best. I played again last night. Oh, just heaven on earth. I mean, everybody, like, 10-minute tee times, you don't see another person on that course. We didn't yeah. have to wait. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was wicked. Were you like me where, like, before I went out and did it, I was a little bit nervous about the process, but now that, like, you did it once, you're like, 
man, I'm good. Like, I want to go back to golfing once or twice a week now. Uh, yeah, like, it's, I, I was a little nervous, but I had watched a video. Our course had sent out a video um, the day before, basically showing us what to expect, and it was exactly like that, and it was exactly as smooth as the video showed it, and so that took a bit of the nerves away. Um, they've already, in the, in, the, in the past three days, they have already, since the opening, have um, lessened some of the restrictions. Like, we're opening up the driving range now. We're having stalls that are going to be designed for pre-game. We could only show up 15 minutes before. Now we can show up 25 minutes before and go to the range. Since the range is opening, they can't just allow anybody to come to the range. So they're booking two stalls in 45-minute practice sessions. So you can book them, but you have to book them day of. So like at 7.30 in the morning, you call the pro shop and you say, you know, I'd like to come to the driving range around 10 o'clock. And they say, okay, well, we have 11.15 to 12 o'clock open. And you'd book that. And so, I mean, that's, that's and, and from what I hear, the clubhouse is opening next week. So, I mean, seems like things are kind of loosening up. And I don't know if that's for the better or for the worse. I don't understand. If I may rant for a moment. Keep it <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Public health official. How the hell, first of all, is a golf course, which is a low-margin business to begin with, supposed to operate with two times double space, right? There isn't a fucking golf course on earth that can survive long term and pay and maintain itself with no clubhouse revenue. Like what the fuck? No weddings? Yeah. I I don't understand these these poor bastards how they're supposed to make a go of it. Well, I think the point is that now they can have some tea times and it's at least enough to hopefully have them break even or make like a smaller profit. Whereas yeah, if they weren't allowed the anything. The economics of a golf course are super weird, right? It's like, why are they able to have the grass be so light? And why are they able to have the greens be so well? And it's like a function of how expensive it is to play golf there and how many tee times they have, right? And maybe like the country club, because it's a membership-driven business, can probably weather this better than like a public course. Because if they're already running a, a low-margin business, they have to maintain this gigantic park. And they have to have it all staffed and mowed and fertilized for the first golfer just to show up. They have to spend so much money on maintenance. Yeah, but if they weren't allowed to have golfers, they would have to do that anyways just to keep it in good shape for when they would eventually be allowed to open. So at least now they're allowed to do something. No, no, you could just mow the greens and you could let everything else go to seed and mow it back in after. Like mowing... You would have to maintain it. I think you'd have to mow yeah. the rough and the fairways. But not to on. playing condition, Colin. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. Totally. Yeah. But I think you'd have, I think, so I think a grounds crew usually runs at about 30 employees, I would say. Yeah. And I think, and, and so right before we started to open up, they were going to run at five until basically they got the nod. And then with a week before, they were going to just hire 25 more guys. I suppose so, it's like anything else, right? If they're super strapped for debt, it'll be you have to work it out with their lender, hopefully. But like, yeah. most of a golf course is generally financing your parcel of land, right? Yeah. So, but that, it's funny because you you say like to the health. The question to the health inspectors is, how can go, country clubs? How can golf courses make a go out of it without without like uh, wedding revenue and clubhouse revenue? But at the same time, and so you're, and, and I'm guessing you're saying like poor guys, they should open it all up. Yet you won't come to the pines, and so I don't get well, it. No, I guess <laughs> that's, a, 
that's the quandary of this whole situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when we're looking at our businesses, <laughs> me and Jay are always like, yeah, we'll do that and that, and then a million people will show up. We're like, oh, fuck, you don't want that, right? Like, yeah. you don't want to create a gathering place. And that goes against, like, every fiber of our being, because we always want to make everything fucking pop off, right? So last night, after my golf round, I uh, two, doors, two doors down, I have a neighbor. His kid and my kid are very good friends there in school, play hockey together. Well, he, is, he, he works in Dina's office. He's as close to Dina as he possibly could, Dina Hinshaw. And so I, he works day and night. Like, he never do, isn't working. But last night I said, he's like, you want to sit on the patio for, like, on the patio for 15 minutes out front of the house, have a drink? He's like, man, I would love to. So we sat out there, and I just, like, I, I just heard about, like, what's, what's going on, man? Like, what's, what's your day like? And what's, you know, what's in, what's in the life? And so he, he's just, he, he gets, for every one email he, uh, he's replying to, he's getting about 10 for that email, like, that he can't keep up with. Of act of business owners of business owners that are like getting his number and basically calling him and saying like what is my industry going to do and and like like really finite questions about his industry so he's trying to every day be rewriting these relaunching and like I don't envy this guy and I see what these guys are up against and I know how many people they have in his office but like. He's doing. They're doing a fantastic job, <laughs> and I'm always and, I'm, and I know that a lot of people that don't know somebody that's involved in that will say that maybe they're not. Maybe they should be going faster. I'm telling you, this guy hasn't stopped working. It's been seven days a week, and like he goes to sleep for five hours and he's back up. And you know, it's it's insane what he's dealing with. What these guys in that office are dealing with, and Dina, like, you know, having she probably just hates having to do a press conference because it takes her away from this kind of stuff for like a couple hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't envy the people in those positions. (laughs) What's that? It sounds like the guy strung out and needs a nation beer. I had a nation beer last night after the round, actually. Oh, excellent. Jay, would you yeah. even update on Nation Beer? Is it in also whoever's driving with like their windows down or is just like throwing <laughs> us into a garburator? You like, gotta remember, stop. Remember, we're on a fucking podcast, people. Honestly, like, is it mine? I'm totally quiet. I've done the same exact as environment. Somebody I've been here in. is driving across a bridge or some shit. Okay, see, it's quiet uh, there now. I don't know who it is, yeah. but anyways, do we even update on Nation Beer? Is it in the real Canadian liquor stores yet? Maybe it's you, your rim, Chuck. It could not be. Uh, it, it It's supposed to be in real soon. It could be in as early as today or tomorrow. They're going to be setting up the displays. <laughs> I think it's Chalmers. It could be. It could be Wanye. It's not. Wanye's driving. No, Isn't I'm me? not. I'm in my house and I'm on mute the whole time. Oh, gotcha. The maybe it's not Wanye. Chalmers just left, and now it no, sounds it a lot better. If I'm, if I'm hearing it, it can't be me. That's not true. Yeah, I think yeah. Chalmers. Is, I think Chalmers is the gu- guilty party here because he just bowed out and the sound is now gone. Uh, oh, he's back. Uh, Chalmers is back. Oh, the noise maker. Anyways, Beer should be here this weekend. <laughs> Stop fucking interfering, Chalmers. <laughs> what? Well, uh, going back to Tyler's question, what are you guys? doing with is it like the reopening is slowly happening today or like me personally 
I'm waiting this out for another little bit before I emerge from Bag Milk Bunker. I'm in the same like, boat, I'm going, man. I'm going to the lake, but I'm going to be there by myself. So, like, so what? I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I'm not really itching to go sit on, like, as much as I want to go sit on a patio and have a beer, I am not dying to the point where I'm going to go line up outside a restaurant for 20 minutes to get a table on a patio type of thing, right? So I kind of want to wait a month for one, things to, you know, make sure everything's okay. I don't want to be one of the guinea pigs, as selfish as that might sound. And two, like, my girlfriend wants to go to HomeSense. Okay, well, I'm not going to HomeSense because I don't want to wait 30 minutes outside the door at HomeSense. Let's wait a month until there's no lines and these stores and restaurants are a bit back to normal. Like, that's kind of my take on it all. There, I drove past the home sense today. There is no line outside of home sense. No Nobody's line? dying to get in a home sense. No. Uh, I heard the one in St. Albert was backed up. Literally, the only place I've seen lines at is Home Depot and Costco. And, and I'm Canadian Tire and lines. Save on Foods, I've seen one at. Canadian Tire? I had a friend of mine go to Canadian Tire last night said the protocols are embarrassing. I had to wait they outside of Canadian Tire for 25 minutes last week. You have a good Canadian Tire. I think they're Import- all independently owned. Important question, is the Fat Franks guy outside of the Canadian Tire or no? Did not see him there, no. If we could send a clip of the show right now to ourselves back in January, I'd be like, hey, what are we talking about the second round of the playoffs? We'd be like, oh, really? You want to hear what episode 184 sounds like? You ignorant January fuck. Oh, no. This is grim, boy. The struggle is real right now. The struggle is real right now. It is grim. Well, I, listen, I, the things that I listen to, they've got me pumped up. I'm straight up going to a patio. To answer your question, I'm going to go to a patio the day it opens. The day the golf course patio opens, I am at it. I am going to have I, – I want my first patio beer, though, to be a Boston pizza because there is no better beer than a frosty Coors Light. It's the coldest beer going in the coldest glasses. So I'd like to do it on BPs, but I'm not going to be that picky. Is there going to be a – point chalmers where something could be happening in society where you would go back into your house are you out for good um uh not really no i mean i like i don't know if it was like the, the fear at the very beginning of it all was what motivated me to not leave my house as much but i think seeing the numbers the fear has gone away if that if the numbers actually come back and they are intense the fear will come back I'll be less inclined to be stopping by my parents' house and saying hi. And yeah, I, I mean that, but I will, I'll never be, I'll never stay in my house as much as you guys have. I, I just can't do it. Well, I've been fortunate during this time because of just having to wear all the hats to keep things going that I get out of the house a fair amount. So right now I'm parked outside of the Clairview Oodle Noodle because I need to do a drop off. And this whole center, is packed with cars. Packed. Mm-hmm. Shoppers Drug Mart, packed. Superstore, packed. Marshworth Warehouse even has a bunch of cars out in front of it. Best Buy, uh, kind of packed. Real Canadian Liquor Store, soon to be carrying Nation Beer, packed. Dollarama, packed. Cares about your Nation Beer. <laughs> yeah, then, you then the guy who openly plugs Coors Light. On our podcast, the audacity it takes to do that. Get it, get your, get Nation Beer on tap at BP's, and it'll be just as cold in their coldy mugs, and I'll drink that. And consider <laughs> Homes by Abby for your next home builder purchase. <laughs> uh, they're too big. They won't, they won't give you a, more like Landmark. 
But listen, I am I am getting I am getting severely optimistic. I'm hearing about like sport, like basketball and baseball. Even in this last week, things are changing. If the if the baseball players association could just suck it up and do what they know is right, then we'd have baseball pretty soon. That is a hell of a debate, though. When you talk about millionaire athletes like Blake Snell, pitcher for the Rays yesterday, scheduled to make yeah, I saw that. three and a half million dollars, and he basically says. I'm not even if there's half a season. I'm not playing for half my money. They're paying me in full. I am not changing my mind. He was throwing out things like I'm out there risking my life and all this stuff. And he said he will not play unless they pay the absolute full amount of his contract. And personally, I'm a little torn on that because one, I for the most part side with the players. I think owners are greasy as hell, and too often fans come to the defense of the billionaire owners instead of the millionaire players who make these leagues as great as they are. On the other hand, I'm like, you know what? If you're being asked to play 82 games instead of 162, take half the money and don't sit there and go on Twitch or whatever and be like, I'm out here risking my life for $3.5 million and I won't do it for a penny less when you're not actually risking your life, Blake Snell. The people risking their lives are in hospitals, working at grocery stores, those kind of frontline workers who actually are risking their lives and who aren't getting $3.5 million. So that's kind of where I come out on that. But like, let's put it back to hockey. If this issue was in hockey and you had guys coming out being like, I'm not playing in the playoffs because they didn't give me my last two paychecks, like who would you side with? That is a tickle and a half. Well, see, with the baseball thing, so to bring it back to hockey, yes, I that he's risking his life. It's very hyperbolic. But if they, if one of them contracts just any long, it does long term death by like two or three years, My because God. they physically can't play. The audio assassin, Chris Chalmers. That was a very good <laughs> robot impression. I don't get it, man. I'm not doing a fucking thing. No, no, I don't no. It's a, your, your connection just cut out for a second. You're good now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I see what he's saying, but at the same time, like, if you only play half the game, ha- take half your salary. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, fuck, just get out there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm more of a, I will take 50% of something than 100% of nothing. Yeah, and it's not like it's 50% of $20 an hour. It's 50% of, for a lot of these guys, upwards of 10 schmil, man, like, I know you negotiated a big ass contract and all that, but why would you want to like lose a season of your career and all that too? So what happens if the NHL was to come back and they were like, "Okay, all these you guys are playing. This is the structure we have. It's just going to be playoffs. Here you go." And like, let's just say five, six percent of the players, maybe some of like, like the good players, all of a sudden say, "I'm not coming back," and now it just puts this huge like black cloud on the on the playoffs like do you still do it well, i think we're fortunate think enough, like i'm not playing but i think the players have been played for the remain paid for the remainder of the season because you don't get paid in playoffs so i think they've been paid for the last uh part yeah. of the season so i think i think that's actually an advantage for us because that's now a, a, a an item that doesn't have to be talked about right so Connor mcdavid though says it has nothing to do with like the pay it has nothing i'll give the money back I don't feel safe. You well, guys are putting me in an unsafe condition. I don't think that I have to, I don't think that I should have to fulfill my contract if I feel like I'm being placed in an unsafe environment. 
I think and thankfully Connor McDavid would never say that. Well, I'm just using him as an example. I know, I know, I know. I, I know what you're doing. I think I think a lot more athletes than you'd think would do that. So do I, and that's why I want to know what would they do if. So let's take the top, the top of the t- the top tier athlete, <laughs> your average, and then bottom of the barrel. Is it the same for all of them? No. Or does the bottom of the barrel guy just say go? Okay, fuck off. Like we'll get another guy. And the middle of the guy, all of a sudden, they're like, okay, well, let's see. But the top tier guy, they go, okay, if he's not willing, like you'd have to have the top tier guys in basketball. They had a conference call led by Chris Paul, and there was probably 20, I think there was 22 um, of the top NBA players. And they got on there, and they all talked about what it would look like and would they be on board. And I think it, would, it was to, like, try and stop this situation from happening. You know, having a guy like, you know, Giannis just say, look, I know you guys want to come back, but I'm not coming back. Like, I don't care. And then the rest of the players being like, well, fuck. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really tough thing to get a handle on. The interesting part in hockey is they've already been paid for the season. So if they come back for the playoffs, they aren't going to be doing it for salary. I believe basically what they'd be trying to do is like get their escrow to uh, to a more desirable number, right? Like they want to try up the revenue for the league so that the league's in a better spot with the salary cap and the escrow moving forward and the revenue share is okay. But that makes it complicated as fuck too because I barely understand escrow. Yeah, the CBA is, you need to be a NASA scientist to comprehend all the mechanisms in play there. Yeah, uh, it's fucked. Uh, okay, we're at about the 30-minute mark of our podcast here, so something we teased off the end of last week's episode that I want to get to now. Jay, you didn't give us very much, but you said something in an alley behind your house. Yeah, there's a war going on at my house, and... Uh, I got to provide a little backstory uh, to all this. So my girlfriend and I bought a house uh, and moved into this house and then quickly learned that all the neighborhood cats would use our flower bed as litter boxes. And we've got some, you know, I, I think there's some, there's some like cat ladies, cat dudes type uh, people living in the area because I've seen, you know, in certain circumstances, five cats come in out of one house, in and out of one house. Um, so to combat that, uh, we would lay chicken wire. There's things we learned online to, to deter the cats, but they kept coming. But we finally started getting things to a good place. Now, all of a sudden, they show up again. But now we have our boy hot dog who's perusing the scene. He barks at them. We'll chase them off. And that's all good. But they keep coming back. So. One day, we're that hot dog out in the yard, and he was being such a good boy for so long until one day he went behind our shed, and behind our shed is where the alley is. And so he'd always stay in the confines of our yard. But this one day, he adventures to the shed. And why? Because on the telephone post right behind our house, there's just a pile of, like, pet food. We don't know if it's dog or cat. And I'm like, well, this is fucking weird. So he's going so he always wants to run and leave the yard now to go eat this food. And we're like, why the fuck did the, why did someone, someone just randomly spill food there and just kind of thought nothing of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a week or so elapses and, we're, and, and we walk down the alley and we see, we see this deposits of food and all these telephone posts or power po- posts, whatever the hell you want to call them. And 
like, what the hell? So we took it upon ourselves to clean it all up because our neighbors have dogs and all this stuff. But this is what's luring the cats to want to come into our yard is this goddamn food. So we clean it all up, whatever, get up the next day. There's a fucking pile of food again out in the back of our yard. And same with all the other posts. We've got a little fucking nighttime ninja feeder going on and dumping food. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna, we're going to keep cleaning this up because this is going to cost someone a lot of money if we keep doing this. And then we would keep doing it, and then it keeps showing up. What the hell? And then all of a sudden it's gotten to the point where it's uh, – here, one second. I just got kicked off Bluetooth. <laughs> now who has audio problems? This podcast is a goddamn disgrace. <laughs> Fucking technology. Thank God no one's listening. Uh, oh my god i feel like just leaving Chal- right now <laughs> chalmers i i want to apologize for everything i've said to you today you were the fucking king of the bad audio for like three weeks you were just trying to i know what you're trying to do you're just trying to get me back and i respect it and i accept your apology now who the fuck's <laughs> putting out the food do you got cameras yet because i got cameras so now. that's the, so that's the thing so we did this like four or five times of taking the food and it's showing back up but then they got more resourceful and instead of putting it on like the cement, they started putting it in our grass. So it was tougher to clean up. And we're like, okay, this is fucking war. Meanwhile, cats are running into our yard. Now they're shitting all over our yard again. And it's created a whole <laughs> kerfuffle. So we're watching all these cats. And we, we, we pinned it down to this one apartment uh, where there's five cats living in it. It comes in out of the window. And we're like, Jesus Christ. So we decide to put, uh, we don't have any surveillance technology, but we, we have an iPad. So we positioned an iPad in our window to record the events of the alley until it <laughs> dies every night. So we stay up later and kind of monitor the situation and then have the iPad kind of take over and run surveillance for four or five hours until it dies. So we get it till about five in the morning. So the first encounter we post, holy shit, was there a lot of stuff going on? So there was an instance. So we, we start the recording and then we'll watch the next day. What do we see? We saw a pack of coyotes survey you know walking around our neighborhood uh in and out of the alley yeah like three coyotes (laughs) you don't even live you live in like the middle of the city you don't even have a ravine by you no exactly which is just but then i'm like (laughs) they're looking for this fucking food they've been fucking i bet you they've been feeding off this fucking shit and it's brought a pack of coyotes up but then all of a sudden i see the crew of cats come out on the other side of of of, of the image and then the, the 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 coyotes start chasing the cats so then I got to see a coyote cat chase. They didn't get any of the cats, I guess, thankfully, because, you know, all about a- annual humaneness. But, like, also, I want fucking cats stop shitting in my yard at the same time. Very conflicted subject at the house. But there's that. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Then all of a sudden, this Jeep pulls up right by, right by the post, right behind our shed. And then this guy comes out, what looks like he's in a hazmat suit, and he's going around trying to corral these cats just randomly and then he couldn't and then he hopped in his jeep drove away then came back two hours later and tried to do the same thing but literally in like a hazmat suit then this other random thing it's like four in the morning now someone's walking their dog and all of a sudden they're walking the dog and the dog takes a shit in our yard (laughs) so then there's this guy in our yard with his iPhone light on, 
perusing our yard, but we don't see that initially. We just see a guy coming in our yard with a flashlight. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? And then we had to dissect it frame by frame because it's, it's dark and at night to see what happened. His dog was in there, took a dump. Nice guy with the camera, went and found it with his light and cleaned it up. So we see no evidence of food drop off. Nothing. We see some people walking throughout the alley throughout the night, but nothing. No one stopped, no one anything. Get up in the morning, we look at the surveillance video, and we're like, okay, well, they didn't come out. Sure as shit, I go out, and there's a little deposit of food. Not as big as normal, but there's a, there's a little deposit of food at that fucking post again. So every night, we keep surveilling this thing, and now it's, it's happening uh, less than frequent, but there's still food showing up, even though we're trying to fucking document this thing. So we're at a war with some sort of um, goodwilled, intentioned uh, animal feeder who's doing this. But the impact on us is we have a crew of cats shitting everywhere. So, okay, did you only see the pack of coyotes one night? No, no, they've, they've come back. You know, we've seen them multiple times. I mean, this person. <laughs> but the one night, like, the first night, there was a chase. They were chasing cats. Like it was so it was like kingdom, West, right in front of West, my house. West side fucking story. The yotes and the pusses like, but here, this is like, that's fucking dangerous, man. If people knew around you that somebody was doing this and, and like luring coyotes into their neighborhood where their kids and shit are, even though it's at night, I'd flip out. I'd fucking lose my shit. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Cause we have other people have pets like, so like, maybe up your surveillance game a little bit than an iPad leaning up against a book in a window, Jer. <laughs> like, yeah, I we'll have... make the invest. Well, we were, we were being yeah, resourceful yeah. with what we had. I don't want to walk into a Best Buy right now, but maybe I got to look online and try to so, find some kind of surveillance system here. You but it's a fucking war. Do you think, yeah. Jay, that it's a person doing this or maybe it's an animal? No, it's a person because they go and deposit the food in the... What uh, food? Uh, like, First of it's all, a, it's first pet of food. All, it's pet food. Pet food. It's dry pet food. We need to figure out how you can home alone that back alley. Yeah, your house is, first of all, wild as fuck. Two, it sounds like you're going crazy. And three, I don't know what kind of rich person neighborhood you live in where people are dumping caviar by the side of the road. Well, that's the whole thing. But the thing is, I think we are hitting them in the wallet now because it, the deposit of food isn't hitting as much as it used wallet. to be. Chalmers? Yeah. Is Jamie going Art Jr. at a frightening pace? 100%. Hitting oh. him in the wall, it was my foot. It was my hey, Art, if, art if, if, hey, if I was full art, I'd be sitting on my deck with a slingshot. Amazing. You will. All night. You with a will. bottle of white. You'll get there. Don't worry. You'll get a there. A bottle of white wine and a slingshot. Just that yeah. the bottle You'll of white wine there. gets you in fighting shape, and then the slingshot to do the, <laughs> to do the job. We're in a war. For, for anyone who's wondering, Art is my dad, and he <laughs> has interesting tales uh, of life. Wasn't he banned from Franco's at one point for punching the manager for, like, fucking with the printer on a VLT? When he thought no, was- no, no. That, that's why he went to Franco's, because he got kicked out of Muggins. Oh, for punching the manager, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Art, was, Art, was a, Art was a very principled <laughs> man who, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't take shit from no one. No one. Fun. So he'd say... He goes, you guys, if you ever go to the bar and you need to get into it, bottle of white wine before it. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's what I drink before I got to go to the bar and fight. <laughs> well, no, it was, it, was, it was a jug of beer and a jug of wine. Why the jug of wine? Because jug of wine helps you fight. 
You're like, oh, God. <laughs> These small-town Sasky boys, you know? Well, maybe you should have a jug of beer and a jug of wine and wait beside your garage with a bat. Well, I, honestly, that, though, our mission here is we want to confront this person and say stop. <laughs> As you should. we're trying to pinpoint what time they come so we don't have to spend the whole night uh, waiting for them to show up. We want to narrow it down. So clearly it's around between the hours of 5 and 8 a.m. Why don't you plug so I just in your iPad? Front this person and say, stop doing it. You picked the wrong fucking alley. This is what you're fucking causing. And My just, name is Art Downton. Yes, that's what I will say to them. Why don't you Impressive. plug in so, the iPad while you're recording? Yeah, well, we, so it, it's funny. <laughs> Leave a note, Jay. Leave a note. Leave a note. I, I, I tabled, I tabled it. Actually, I want to put a sign up saying, stop doing this. Why don't you? Well, that seems like an easy way to end this. Yeah, well, I'm, this has just started happening. It's an evolution to this. This is what I'm thinking. Like, the war isn't just, over. We need some booby traps back there so that when somebody comes and deposits this food, a giant basket of some kind falls from the sky and traps them. Yeah. You know what I can make you? I can make you a two by four with nails coming through it, and you can put it in the grass just outside, just Jesus. just beside the alley, right next. So when they step on it in the dark, and they're going to put the nail foot, they won't do it anymore. We're not, yeah, tetanus. That's all we'll get them is tetanus. But I don't think we're there yet, Chalmers. I appreciate the offer. If it okay, gets, well, if it gets more serious, I might have to call in the reinforcements. Go to Amazon. You can you can. Google or you can Amazon Bluetooth uh, cameras. You can get like three. Screw one to the shed pointing one way, one to the shed pointing the other way, one to the house seeing the whole damn thing. Yep. And it it does it just it's straight up. You put them on motion. They every time a motion comes on, you get a video on your phone. You can't won't miss them. Then you find your hottest neighbor and you screw one into the wall across from their nope. chain room. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Yep. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't, yep. don't do that. Okay. No. Nope. I got one more question. I know your lovely girlfriend very well, and I think that she could be best described as an animal lover uh, yeah. to the 10th degree. She wants you to let the cats poop in your yard, doesn't she? No, 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 no. She is okay. She is pissed. She is pissed off. She loves really? animals, but she doesn't like people shitting on her shit. More pissed than when you bought a Peloton? Well, now she's, well... There was initial there was initial friction when the Peloton purchase was made, but we've pierced through, and now we have a very solid understanding of the benefits of the Peloton in our household. She's we have not a, found we have not found the benefits of cat shit everywhere. She's got a profile, and she rides it. She loves it. Yeah, she she she's she. I, I knew we could, I knew we could convert her. We just needed to get it in front of her and uh, start using it, and then now we're good. <laughs> okay, well, in my in my personal expertise on the matters of uh, getting to the bottom of problems, uh, there's the person that lives in the apartment with the five cats doesn't want to deal with the cat shit, and I think has found out a pretty pretty eventful way of of getting of stopping that from happening. Well, and uh, that's what we want to pinpoint. We want to know if it's that person doing the food, and they're and, that, and, 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 and they're the doing it to have their cats leave the house, thinking that. Their cats know they can only eat outside of the house, therefore only poop outside of the house. Where does the hazmat suit guy come from? That's the that's the fucking real weird thing. Is the guy in the jeep pulling out in the hazmat suit, trying to chase a chase a cat, not get him, jump back in his jeep two hours later, come back to the same spot and try to do the same thing. Do you still have that video? 
Uh, so we have to delete them every night because we only have so much memory. <laughs> this guy, unbelievable. You are the worst private eye or spy. Do you live near a Stargate? Uh, not too far from the Space Science Center. It sounds like you might live near a wormhole of some variety. Oh, man. You know what? I encourage anyone, like, put a camera out what's going on in front of your house at night. It, you'll see some weird shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope it turns around for you. I don't know what else to, to say. I'm excited well, if, for if, if there's any progress, I'll let you know. I'm not going to I'm not gonna bore you with the details every week, but if there's some, some findings or some altercations, I will oh, share that every with everyone. Week? Every week? This no, no, not every week. wrapped up by fucking next Tuesday at the latest. Okay, well, I'll try. Come on, get your shit I'm going together. camping this weekend. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of going camping and weekends, are we doing a show on Monday because it's a long weekend, or are we pushing it to Tuesday? Probably push to Tuesday. Yeah, I won't be around. Respect everyone. After this wishes. one, we might want to push it to never again. Yeah, maybe we can just push it all the way to next <laughs> Thursday as well for setting up new shit with the pod. But Okay, so for you're the talking, listeners, no Monday podcast. Monday the 18th? Is this weekend not the long weekend? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, this Monday's the 18th. Yeah, the long weekend. Hold on here. <laughs> no, it's not Let's, the 18th. What fucking day is it today? Yeah, Monday the 18th. Let's still yeah. do a show Monday the 18th. Whoever wants in, be in. No, and whoever doesn't want to be in, doesn't have to. If you but, can do it, you're in. Yeah, but what if everyone's busy? Well, then it's just going to be you and me. I know, but I don't and, know if I'm busy or not. Well, that's my question. If, if you can do it, we'll do a show on Monday, you and me and anybody else who wants to. And if nobody wants to, I can get a guest with you. Okay. That works for me. I'll let you know if I am uh, if I got long weekend plans or not then. Anything else? Anyone wants to get off their chest before we wrap up this episode? It was a very strange episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really hope enough people stuck around through the awful audio quality for the first, like, 15 <laughs> minutes and stayed for the alley story because that was the best part. On Monday, one, you'll be able to start watching The Last Dance. The last episode is going up on Monday. Oh, how about him crying this week? Uh, well, the thing that I thought was interesting was, did you guys see any of the reaction? Because there was that clip in one of the most recent episodes where Jordan's talking about the price of winning. Yeah, and winning at all costs, and how that turned into a larger conversation about bullying. I that saw a, a bit of this, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I was on Twitter, and I saw there's a couple articles about it because I was thinking about. I, I've been working on something for the nation for the weekend. I'm just curious, like, what a guy like Connor McDavid must be thinking when he's watching a series like this, because he's watching it on a different level than us schlubs that have no athletic ability. He's at the he's at the top of his game, looking at a guy who's one of the best athletes ever and doing everything it takes to win, including punching Steve Kerr in the face, which is fucked. Yeah, so there, there's a lot there's a lot of type of leaders out there, and Connor McDavid's not the type that's going to be sitting there thinking, "Oh man, if I want to get more of my guys, I've got to be more like Jordan." That's just not that's just not him, right? Um, people were like like Jordan, yeah, you were a dick, but that was a fucking different time. People were just like, that's what sports was like. It wasn't bullying. Like, even Scott Burrell or any of these guys, they probably, they would not say that they were bullied. They said in the damn thing that it was it was, uh, it was was tough love, and that's exactly what it was. I hate this, like, go back and call something bullying that's just simply what it was back then. Well, and yeah. I mean, it's, 
it's hard to argue with six rings too. Yeah. It's hard. It, and, and like you, when, when they asked him, do you think that this all cost you being a nice guy? And he's like, it wasn't about being nice. Like that wasn't even in his mindset. And when it kind of comes to like, yeah, I had to be this way in order to get all these people that were around me to, to, to bring their level up so that they could enjoy the best parts of this life. I know what it's like. I know what the work it takes. And I already have this in me. Do I have to be, if, if it takes me being an asshole to you to bring you to the level that I need you to play at so we can have the greatest goal possible, which is the championship, then Jordan knew that's what he had to do. And yeah, he was, he was not afraid to make it like make him being a nice guy, the cost of that. And you see it in the next season when they say, when he, when he retires and goes to baseball and they portray Scottie Pippen as like the opposite Jordan. Now it's his team. He's got his arm around guys. They're all laughing and having fun and they get to the playoffs and what happens? They don't have the toughness. They get beat because they didn't have that toughness. They didn't have that drive in every practice every day and it cost them. And then the next year he comes back and it's just not there yet. You know what I mean? Like any, I, I just, I think that this this documentary is amazing for that reason alone, just showing what it takes. But like, well, that's kind of that was kind of my point, right? Like, I was watching it, I was enjoying it, and being like, "Holy shit, this guy wanted to win at all costs." So that's why I started thinking about Connor McDavid, who he works as hard as humanly possible to be the best player on the planet. I wonder if there's ever going to be a point where that competitiveness bleeds out into the rest of the team. Where, and I'm not saying that he's going to go like fighting guys and getting physical like Jordan did. I was just wondering if there's going to get to a point where he's had enough of being like, all right, you guys need to pull your fucking weight as well. It'd be like, what is Connor McDavid's boiling point? I think is almost the question out of this. Like, is there, if they don't win a cup or if they're still, you know, disappointment after disappointment by year six or seven, are we going to see him become sour? I think that's a very interesting question. Well, and it's also like Jordan won his first championship with the Bulls in 91, and he was already 28 years old. I mean, Connor's 23 right now. So, yeah. like, that's just kind of my question is, like, is there going to be a point where he is so driven and so competitive and that's how he got to be where he's at that eventually that'll make him have enough with somebody who's either not giving it enough and in practice or anything like that? I do think he will have that, and I think it will look vastly different than the way it looked for Jordan. How do I think it will look? I think, you know, when I, I go through this with my kids, but like getting mad at my kids, it makes a point, right? It's a teaching moment. Getting mad at them makes a point. If I really want to make a point, I get upset and disappointed with them. You know what I mean? That they know is like, oh shit, like this is serious. You know what I mean? And I believe that Michael Jordan is like the dad that just always got mad. And Connor McDavid would be more of like, the quiet, I'm just, I, you can tell I'm disappointed and it motivates you that way. You know what I mean? I, th- I think well, and that's, is... that's just a conversation. That's yeah. just the question, right? It's just like, what does a guy that's the best in the NHL think when he's watching that? Does, I wonder if, like, I was just, obviously there's no answer for this because we don't know, but like, I was wondering, does he look at the Jordan situation and be like, man, maybe I should be more assertive with some of the boys when they're dragging ass in practice? Not not to the point that Jordan did, but or does that just not part of his personality at all? And it's a moot point anyway. I bet you he's taking notes because, you know, him and Jordan are in like similar rarefied air and Connor wants to win more than anything 
I think he would he would look at that and kind of create his own if he needed to if he doesn't already have that own version of 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 that you know leadership. Um, I, I bet you he's he, he's looking at it with an open mind. Obviously, completely different will be a, not the same actions, but his version of that, and that can just be like being more upfront with your teammates and holding them accountable as opposed to you know just leading by example. What I'm more curious about is whether or not Leon's taking any notes. Because he has the he has the potential and the, the opportunity to become, you know, more of a vocal leader than Connor would be, and and keep up his play with Connor's. And I just feel like he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm really really good, but I don't have to motivate anybody else. I feel like he's he's kind of like one of those selfish athletes, only only there for himself. There's a lot of interesting ways to go with this. I what maybe what we should do and we should set this up because I think we can have a larger conversation about this next Thursday once the last dance is over done with all the episodes are aired maybe next week we can like really dig in dig into some takes on it. I, cool. so. I got a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's great. It's it's probably it's one of the greatest kind of documentary series that I've seen in a long time. I got a couple and beefs it with it, but I got a couple <laughs> beefs too. And yeah. like so, my beefs my beefs lie in the fact that it's it's it doesn't show the negative sides of any of yeah. this stuff. You know, it's only like, oh, he, you know, like, oh, every single slight he did, he turned it into this, like, 50-point game and shit. But, like, there's another side to this stuff. There just has to be, right? We'll dig and, into it next but, Thursday. Okay. Sounds good. That well, works? Like, leading into that, couldn't you see, like, this series, though, being a guy like Connor or Leon or some of the elite athletes watching it multiple times? Because yeah. I could see myself watching it again, just to be like, "Whoa, I miss so much." So I watch it twice a week. I watch it the first day on Monday by myself, and then I watch it on Tuesday with my wife because I like it so much. Yeah, man, I, it, it's that good. Like, and I and I gain new stuff from it every time. It's really, it's it's it's. I love how it is so far, but the jumping back and forth it just keeps annoying me. And when I watch it the second time. It's more fluid for me. I can get it better. I, I understand what's exactly happening better. Well, we got our uh, we got our Thursday show planned now. Maybe we'll have one earlier in the week. Maybe not. Stay tuned to our socials to keep you updated, guys. Even though the audio quality sucked for some of it, thanks for giving me uh, giving me and the listeners an hour. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tyler. Thank uh, enjoy you. your long weekend, everyone. And if you get a chance, try to grab some Nation beer. We appreciate the support. Hell yeah. Grab some nation beer, grab some oodle noodle. And don't forget, check out the fine folks over at Japa Machinery. Not only are they a certified Cummins dealership, but they're certified great people. A uh, big congratulations to Japa for being a part of procuring 1,400 masks to donate to frontline, com- frontline workers across the communities around Yeg. Big shout out to Japa. Big shout out to you for making it through episode 180 of the Real Life Podcast. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.